everybody, Lizzie Harnett here from Moving Mountains Occupational Therapy Podcast. It is the end of January, believe it or not, and I have stuck with this podcast. This is episode number three. I'm very excited today's topic that I've come up with to chat about. Um, I think it will interest potential business owners, current business owners, or people just curious about small business owners. Um, so today's topic is, um, what I would call five lessons or tips for business owners. Um, these are five lessons that I've learned throughout my couple of years of being a small business owner. And I just wanted to share and reflect on those five things. Um, they're definitely food for thought, um, no matter where you are in your business journey, um, or even just. If you're an occupational therapist and, and, you know, you're wondering if you can go into business for yourself, you certainly can. Um, but these are definitely some, some food for thought for you. Um, and I'm hoping that the audio is coming in nice and clear for you guys. Um, I think I will be ordering a microphone. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm definitely very excited about this. So I'm just going to dive right into it and again for housekeeping if I momentarily pause I'm just getting a sip of water again I joked last time that I don't know how these podcast uh people um you know go go so much time without without having a sip of water I just can't I just can't get past that and I apologize if there's any noise with that and that is no, distasteful, but it's real life people. So five lessons. So um, I'll just kind of go over the five lessons and then I'll kind of dive into them individually. So number one is take risks. You have to be a risk taker, but be prepared for, be prepared for it. <laughs> um, number two is ask questions. Number three is work-life balance. Four is being financially savvy and organized. And five is goal setting and remembering the heart of why you went into business. So number one, I I would have to say all business owners are risk takers. There There is some form of risk that you are taking when you go into small business for yourself. When I kind of look back on my risk taking, um, it... <laughs> it was a pretty big risk. You know, I, I've always been employed. I always knew where my income was coming from. Um, you know, I was at a place to where, um, you know, I'm a young, <laughs> I guess I'm still a young adult. I don't know what you would consider someone in their twenties, but, uh, you know, I, I had some savings. I was, I was somewhat prepared, but if, but if, if my risk did not pay off, um, I would probably be in a bad place. Um, I probably had to move back home with my parents or something like that. So, um, you know, my advice to you is to assess the risks and, you know, what, what is, what is the payoff that this risk is going to lead to? You know, is it going to lead to more, um, more, uh, 
financial advantage? Are you going to be making more money? Um, is it going to be taking stress off your plate, such as high productivity standards, um, which is everywhere in healthcare and, and, and school-based that OTs constantly have to deal with, productivity uh, demands? You know, uh, is it going to give you a more flexible work, work-life balance, being able to make your own schedule and be your own boss? Um, you know, are you going to be able to serve more people in your community um, being your own boss and not being constrained to another employer's mission statement or um, service, uh, you know, service area. Uh, so these are the things, the good things um, that you kind of have to obs- uh, assess when you're considering taking a big risk. Um, and obviously, like I mentioned, the financial, the the financial aspect of it, it could be both negative and positive. Um, so you have to be prepared. So again, this kind of lesson I've learned is like, you have to be willing to take risks. You have to kind of do a risk assessment. You know, what are the positives and what are the negatives? And some might, like I said, the financial component of it might be both. Um, and be prepared for if it doesn't work out, you know, how, how are you going to handle that? Um, you know, to be honest, um, I get, I guess I was prepared a little bit. Um, you know, my backup plan is, you know, if it doesn't work out, I have some savings and I will just start applying for jobs. And that was kind of my, um, backup plan. Some other, you know, uh, business people out there will, will say, well, don't, don't prepare for the worst because then that's going to set you up for failure. I don't think that necessarily is true. I think it's just being practical and being responsible for, um, yourself and your life and and possibly those who depend on, uh, you know, you're the breadwinner of the family. So, um, I, I don't think that when you look at it, you know, yes, Take risks, but be prepared for what if it doesn't work out. And, um, you know, I will say most of the time when you, when you, a lot of things build up on, you know, leading to your decision to take this risk. Um, and, it, and it's likely something that you haven't, you put a lot of thought into it and it's not something that's going to be, you know, just, just on a whim. Um, there's a lot of careful, uh, uh, thought process, um, that goes into taking the risk of going into business for yourself. Um, so I, I think that that is an important, you know, lesson, important tip, you know, yes, take, you're going to take a risk period. You need to know the negatives and the positives and, and be prepared, be prepared for what if it doesn't work out um, to the best of your ability, but that doesn't mean, you know, be overly optimistic or overly pessimistic. Um, you know, I am sitting on almost, you know, September will be four years full time, um, that I have been in, you know, in business for myself or self-employed and I'm going through different stages of growing my business. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't make this a tip, but just remember things don't happen overnight. 
Um, and, and you will, when you take a risk, you might second guess yourself, but, but like I said, a lot of the times when you go into business, it's not on a whim. Um, and, and you've put a lot of careful thought and process, uh, thought process into the decision. So trust yourself, be patient, be prepared for if it doesn't work out. And, um, I'm sure, I'm sure it will be fine. And that's all you can do and, and move forward and, you know, work hard. (laughs) Um, you know, this kind of leads into number two, which is ask questions. So what do I kind of mean by that? So, you know, when you go into business for yourself, you're, you're kind of the boss, you're it. Um, so you need to essentially be resourceful and you will learn so much from all the different people you encounter, you know, whether it's other therapists, whether it's, um, like I deal with a lot of people from the county government, um, or, you know, the state government ask questions because you will learn something, ask questions, um, you know, to other business owners, especially, I, I find that, um, I, I've had a tough time, you know, finding people who relate to me in a, in a business model, in a business way, um, you know, especially OT wise, I feel like there's not a lot of OTs out there who are in business for themselves, um, at least locally that I'm able to, talk to or ask questions. Um, but you know, again, you can learn something from anybody. Ask questions, ask questions too. If if you're having a tough time dealing with something in your business and you don't know the solution, you know, it could be just asking a question to a friend and they might have a brilliant idea or solution for you that just because they're not looking at the situation through your eyes, they, they might have an idea for you. Um, you know, I, I ask questions a lot too, to, um, some of the other providers who are in business for themselves. Um, because the way we approach things is a little bit different than the larger agencies. And I'm still asking questions to them. Um, you know, everybody does something a little bit different and you're kind of always going to be shaping your own perspective or your own mission with your business. And, um, you, you're going to do your own take on things. So it's important to always ask questions. Um, don't be afraid to ask a question. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help from anybody. Um, because I think that when you're, you're open, open to asking questions to others, that really opens doors for you. Um, number three, balance of work and life. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, at least for me, that people don't see, um, you know, in terms of my particular business, I obviously only get paid for direct treatment, but 
as a therapist, most of you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do that, um, you know, aren't part of direct treatment. And those are things I'm obviously still responsible for as a treating therapist, you know, documentation, billing, all those things, um, you know, calling parents, um, you know, these are things that I obviously have to deal with. And then there's, you know, the business end of it, getting referrals, making this podcast, um, trying to communicate with my future employees, dealing with the state on amending contracts, um, dealing with Medicaid enrollment, <laughs> uh, you know, dealing with, with office organization, um, which is something I struggle with. Um, you know, there, there are just so many tasks that need to get done. Um, and some days are long. And again, kind of going back to the number one, I said, take rest and be prepared for if it doesn't break work out. Um, you know, be, I think you need to be prepared for your work-life balance to shift. Um, you know, um, I do feel that when I went into business for myself, there were some, some that became easier, things that I saved, but there's definitely a lot more that I have added to my plate by being my own boss. Um, you know, I'm going to get into it for the next one, but, uh, you know, in, uh, documenting for your taxes, like these are all things that you know, they, they quickly, quickly add up on a to-do list. Um, you know, sometimes I write out to-do lists and, you know, I get overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I'm, I might need to go day by day instead of week by week. Um, you know, I, I try to plan things out, but sometimes they're just, they're just so overwhelming. And, um, you know, we even talked about this a little bit in the NISOTech group that I'm in, which is the entrepreneur like cohort uh, for NISOTA, was it NISOTA, which is the New York State Occupational Therapy Association. Um, you know, work-life balance. Uh, a lot of people are giving up their time to participate in that monthly meeting, um, which obviously it's it's it pays off because it it's you know collaborative efforts with other OTs who are in business for themselves. Um, you're learning, you're asking questions. Um, you're being an active participant in the, the state community as a whole by participating. But, you know, at seven o'clock at night, <laughs> what are you sacrificing? That's very late. You might be sacrificing sleep. You might be sacrificing a show. You might be cooking dinner late. Um, if you have kids, you might be taking, taking some time away from, you know, relaxing with your kiddos to being on meeting. Um, and the same goes for other tasks. You might be having to give up time away from, you know, your hobbies or preferred activities, even your family life, um, in order to tackle these always, always ongoing to-do lists. Um, and what works for me may not work for you in terms of work-life balance. 
um, in terms of strategies. We all kind of have our different ways of, of managing it. Um, you know, I, I think that some things to think about is, you know, time of day that you work best in. Um, you know, I think that for me, uh, mornings, I'm generally the most productive, especially if I get a good night's sleep. Um, I can wake up before I leave the house for the day to see kids and I can tackle a bunch of things on my, my to-do list. Um, if you ask me at 11 o'clock at night to get things done, that's probably not my most productive time. I might even be sleeping then. So, but for some people, they might be night owls. I think it's also important to consider too, if there are tasks that you need to get done and they need to be, you know, you need to, to call someone from the state or someone from the county, um, you know, they typically work nine to five. So it's like you need to, when you're kind of creating that work-life balance and in your to-do list and tackling things of that nature, you need to keep in mind, you know, how do I fit this in? And, you know, there are some things that just, just can't give. And like that example is one of those things because I have to call this person while they're at their office <laughs> during these hours versus I work better at 7 a.m. or I work better at 11 p.m., um, you know, but I can't call that person, obviously, at that time. Um, you know, I think setting boundaries uh, uh, also is, is necessary. You know, setting a time in your head, I'm going to be done doing work tasks after such and such time. Um, but also... I guess I would too say be flexible on that because sometimes for me, I get very productive, um, especially like if I get productive in the afternoon and I kind of get on a roll, like I'm going to kind of shut down the computer or things at like four o'clock and I'm just going to, you know, stop. But then I keep going and I keep going just on a roll. Maybe I had a, a good, a good caffeine kick. I don't know. And I'm just, so sometimes you know, being flexible in that sense too, you know, okay, set my boundaries, but oh, I'm feeling really productive. I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to tackle more things and then I'm going to feel good about getting those things off my to-do list. Um, for me, there are things, um, and I think this is important too, when you're, um, figuring out work-life balance, um, there are things that are kind of, you know, those are for you and there's no, there's no compromise. So, um, something for me is working out, uh, except for my rest days. You know, I, that's, it's high priority for me. That's something that, um, you know, I'm going to be, uh, engaging in almost every day. Um, and, uh, you know, that's important to me and I will, I will, you know, possibly put off a task that's not so urgent, if it means I can get in my workout at a reasonable hour, so, um, you know, that, that other thing can just wait until tomorrow, um, and I'm sure for those who are listening that there are going to be things that, um, are a priority for you, and 
it's not a compromise like this 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 always needs to get done these days some of them might be uh you know responsibility for your children you know those are non-negotiable you have to do and take care of those things um at such and such time so you can't can't be flexible um you know and again kind of going back to work-life balance and just in general I mean, I don't personally have kids. I'll just throw that out right now. Um, but I think if you do have kids and you do have a big family life, um, and obviously you're probably more concerned about work-life balance with your family, um, I do think it's important for you, yourself, the individual, to take time out for yourself, whether it's working out, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's crocheting or what have you. Um, I think it's important uh, to set something aside that's really meaningful to yourself. And I, I guess that's the OT in me. That's also what I tell moms that I work with. You know, you need to, you have all these responsibilities and, you know, family's important. And, um, but you also are an individual and you need to balance all these things and you need to take some time out and enjoy yourself. Um, so, I guess there's a lot that could be said on work-life balance, so I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. Um, but I guess takeaway of all what I just said, um, which I hope wasn't gibberish, but, um, you know, be prepared to set some boundaries, have your non-negotiables, um, be prepared to work more than eight-hour workday, be prepared to work, you know, less than eight-hour workday. Um, there's both positive and negative. And, you know, the best part about being a business owner is you can have a better work-life balance and make your own schedule because you're in charge of that. Um, so you have to take hold of that and um, prioritize and get what you need to get done, but also enjoy not working. Um, so number four, be financially savvy and organized with your finances. So this is something that has kind of been ingrained to me since I was a kid. I blame my dad. He always taught me to be financially savvy and financially responsible. Um, and I obviously take that lesson in life. Um, and I take that lesson in my business. Um, and two, because OTs are very centered on documentation. Um, I feel like I'm very diligent about documenting things especially for tax purposes. Um, I like things to be organized and timely. I like to know the answers to all my questions. Um, you know, I, you, you can't wait until the last minute to deal with some, a financial issue or your taxes. You have to be organized, um, especially you know, when you're, when you're starting to employ people and you have to do payroll, I think it's very important to be organized and financially savvy. Um, you know, you have to be able to, again, going back to risk taking, you have to be able to assess risks and assess payoffs. So that, that obviously, obviously applies to money decisions as well. Um, and you know, on the low end of side, you know, it's me deciding if I need to buy a specific toy or not, or can I, do I really need this? And what is the benefit of me buying it? And it might be a $10 toy, but, 
um, in a business, every dollar to me counts. Um, and I also believe that in my personal life as well, every dollar counts and you have to make it meaningful, um, and, and, and make it worth it. And what, what is, what is, you know, the payoff of spending that money? Um, you know, and these, these obviously fruit to, uh, larger decisions when you're, you know, renting a facility, buying a facility, all those things, which I haven't done. But I feel like I'm prepared to do that, um, you know, and I feel that if you're a person that is not organized with their own financial responsibilities or their own finances, um, and you don't, you don't have that ability to get organized and get organized quickly, um, it might be a disaster, (laughs) um, I see things on Facebook groups of other OT business owners, like, frantic about tax time and it's like there are things that you should be doing all year long that make this kind of like organizational process for your ta- your taxes that are due much smoother and easier um you know I at this point I'll just share uh where I am with this it's like it's sh- end of January I'm just starting to get in my 1099s from my payers um I have an idea, obviously, what those will say. Um, And all throughout the year, I've been tracking gas mileage and expenses. Um, And I'm kind of just in a a, a, a organizational phase to put things uh, in total costs and categories for my accounts to basically plug and play. Um, And just, you know assessing is there is there some online order I didn't print a receipt out that I did recent or something you know going through and checking all those things but I should be doing those things all year long anyway so that it's not a disaster when it comes to this time like you know I set a folder for my receipts and I kind of I start to kind of put them in categories as I spend money you know I try to put all the post office receipts together for postage and things like that. Like that's something I do all year long. You can't just wait until tax time and be like, uh, I need to find all my receipts. Um, you, you can't, you you need to know too, like I said, the status of your finances and, um, you know, granted, especially with our type of business and therapy, it's all about, cash flow, money coming in and money going out. And, um, you, again, being financially savvy and something, the lesson I've learned is always be aware of what, what payments are processing, what you are waiting for. And sometimes that really leads to, um, or that gives you the information about when and when and what your decisions are in terms of different financial decisions. And like I said, it could be as low tech as like buying a $10 toy or, you know, um, something, something broke of mine or, you know, that I like knock on wood, my, you know, my laptop, I need a new laptop or I need a new printer. And those are more expensive things. And those are things that I can't wait, but, you know, I have pay- payments that were processing. I am, you know, I have some, I've been good with money and, and profit and things like that. So I can, I can take care of that immediately. That's not something I need to wait on. And these are the things that you kind of learn as you go. Um, 
And uh, I, I, my, my final piece of advice for that is uh, you, you need to be financially savvy and organized. And if you're not, it's, it's going to be a disaster. Um, and some of it, like I said, you can, you can learn by doing, but, but some of it, you, you might need more professional guidance from accountants. You might need to take classes on it if this really is your dream. Um, and, and, you know, go from there. So, um, and the last one, number five, I said was goal setting and, and reviewing back to the heart of the matter. So, um, this is probably an OT thing, but I also feel like it's a life thing. Um, you know, we all go into business for our own reasons. We all set goals and, um, you know, I kind of mentioned in other podcasts, like I, I feel like I start, I start going towards a goal and then other goals come up or, you know, I have this like big overarching goal and then new goals that will get me there. So there's different ways to approach it. Um, and as you're kind of working towards these goals, your goals might change. Um, I think the most important part too is there's going to be lots of stress, <laughs> lots of stress. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, there are definitely days that I've cried. There's definitely days where, you know, thank God I have my weight equipment. Thank God I have two awesome strong legs to go for a long run. Thank God I have, uh, friends to go out and eat, uh, junk food with, um, because there's just so much stress you deal with. And, and on top of the stress that you normally would deal with as a, as a therapist, um, there's a lot with that and that, that's definitely a, a different topic, but, um, I think it's important to always remember why you want to go into business for yourself. What is the heart of it? What does your heart tell you? Um, and remind yourself of that constantly because it's easy to be consumed by all the stress, all the to-do lists, um, on top of, you know, it, it's easy to be consumed by, uh, you know, the difficult situations we encounter with our families or clients, um, you know, the, the, the progress that clients make or the setbacks they make or their plateauing. Um, I think it's, it's easy to get consumed with documentation, <laughs> um, and let it, let it eat you away. I think it, it I think, emotionally too, you see a lot of sad things. And I think it's easy to fall into this stress and despair kind of thing. And, um, I think that happens too, as a business owner. And I think that it's important to always remind yourself, why am I doing this? Am I crazy? <laughs> um, no, you're not. You're just stressed. And, you know, you know what you're doing and really look back to your heart and trust that your heart knows. Um, and you know, just always, always be, be kind to yourself. And, uh, when you do that, everything else kind kind, kind of melts away or seems more doable, more manageable for you to get, get through. Um, 
and uh, it will all pay off. And I can tell you that from my experience. Um, and I don't, I don't think my experience is obviously I'm just beginning my journey. So my experiences are, um, you know, not as, not as, uh, huge as maybe, I don't know, more people in the public eye, but, um, it's important and, uh, what you're doing whether you're a therapist and you're starting a business or you're selling something that you made, um, or you're, you're providing some other sort of service. It's, it's important. It's important to you. It's important to the people or the people you help. Um, it's important to your community and it has, it has value. Um, and it's important to, Always, always, always remember those reasons and why you decided I'm going to be my own boss and, and do this. Um, you know, and not to be a little corny uh, and go on a little tangent, but, uh, you know, when people talk about the American dream, which is somewhat of a controversial topic these days politically, uh, the American dream is being able to, to me, to work your way up from where you are and do better and contribute and, you know, be of service and, um, you know, make a better life for, for yourself, your community and the people you help. Um, and I think the American dream is still there despite, again, other things that are going on, but, um, I think it's important to, again, like I said, remember the heart of it we're all people, we're all individuals, we make our goals, and we have the heart to uh, deal with the stress, manage whatever we're managing already as a therapist, and we're making sacrifices, we're taking risks, we're dedicating and sacrificing our time, and efforts, and money, Um, you know, and, and, it, it, it definitely can be overwhelming, but it's definitely worth it. And again, like I said, you know in your heart why you went into this. And it's important to just think about that. And, you know, so uh, I guess my last corny tip for you, maybe it's not so corny, is write it down and put it somewhere. Look at it. Be a constant visual reminder of the reasons why you went into business. What does your heart say about this whole journey about going into business? However you want to frame it, you know, put it somewhere where you can see it. And when you're having that stressful day or you really just want to throw in the towel and, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, read that, look at that picture, whatever your memento reminder of, you know, why you went to business for yourself. Um, look at that. And I, I promise that it will result in something positive and you will make it through. So I hope <laughs> that was all logical. Um, I kind of stuck to my agenda that I have here on my notepad. Um, you know, again, I talk very candidly. Uh, very casually. So um, I do apologize if it if it's sometimes hard to keep track of. Um, I also am one of those podcast people, I guess, 
that um, I obviously don't have a script and I'm just speaking. So um, please keep that in mind when you're when you're listening to my podcast that it, it's I'm trying to project something very organically and natural, um, which is me, but also I think OT, um, I'm not into this, this, uh, you know, kind of putting on a persona that is really not me or my business. Um, so I hope that this was enjoyable. I hope that you have taken away some of the, the lessons or traits or tips that I've discussed here today um, and as always you can reach out to me at uh, my website which is movingmountainsoccupationaltherapy.com you can reach me uh, at the same name on Facebook you can also reach me um, on Instagram which I am more active on movingmountainsot um, no spaces or no dashes all one word movingmountainsot Um, and I will do my best to answer questions. Um, if you have a request for a podcast, I'm just kind of going, um, off a whim for different topics and trying to, um, in my head, methodically approach those topics that make sense to me to present to you guys. So, um, I hope until next time, everyone stays happy, healthy, Um, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.